joy and laughter Togetherness will it's all I'm after You are listening to Bach the Bach the Podcast Opening up the world of classical music one beer at a time We are we are back with We Norman. are back with Cheers. Norman Cheers. Cheers. Cheers Cheers everyone If you haven't listened to our very first episode Well what have you been doing with that? That was Booze and Brews. That was a, a very booze first one back in, back in October. October. That was so 2015. Now you've guys got like seven No, we had this, this, this is episode 11. This is episode 11 now. Wow. I know. We're in double digits now. This is big. Nice. Norman's back. And Norton, in fact, you just came you're, back. You're back stateside. Back to Bach. Back to. They? See? To Bach. <laughs> is this going to be like Tabak. SNL where people count how many times they come back to Bach? Yeah. To Bach. This is going to be great. I'm B-cubed. That's all right. You're B-cubed. <laughs> there was a great thing today. You know, I know the whole post about uh, um, Larry David as Bernie Sanders on, on SNL. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's great. But it, if, you, if you want to see Larry David on SNL for the next three years, vote for Bernie Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I'm like, sold. Um, anyway. Another big thing in the social media world. Big thank you to everyone following us on Facebook. There are a lot of great things in this world that motivate people to... To rise up and, and, and stand for a cause. Joan of Arc. Well, I mean, um, did Bernie social media Sanders. do that? Because <laughs> I, I don't want to you know burst your bubble, but Joan of Arc was a couple years prior to social it's media. It's true, but there, there, there are several great things that people in this world can rally behind, and one of them is Kevin's hair. That's true. Um, so <laughs> yeah, because of my incentive to, if we reach 250 likes or over that by Saturday night... I would post a photo of my hair undone in the morning, and Norman and I talked to it before this, and basically I did look like an emo kid. And we got two, I woke up, it was 2.57 this morning. Yep, there was nice. a couple of very and happy people I had, I had about a lot it. of happy people about it. I released a few expletives. A happy ozone um, layer. A happy ozone layer. Air spray for, saved yep. for the day. Uh, well, not for the day, for just about, you know, maybe 30 seconds longer <laughs> than what was normally expected. Uh, but anyway, so, you know. Yeah, I texted you last night when we when we hit the two fifty mark, and I said, "Yay, two fifty. And I just got a text back saying, "Yay, there you go." Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you were particularly chuffed about that. No, but uh, um, you know what? It's for a good cause, and thanks to those who who like the page and following us. And now you can be on the Bach to Bach adventure, exploring your world of classical music, and then be drinking more and more alcohol while you do so. We are. Uh, we've got a couple bottles. We'll talk about in uh, in a short while. The. Um, I mean, this well, is this is the Valentine's Day episode. It's Valentine's it? Day episode. This nice. is a lovey dovey episode. Happy Valentine's it. Day, everyone. Happy, Happy Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Early. Early. It's all right. We'll make a Valentine's week. Norman, right. you have a Valentine. Your your yeah. wife. Yes. Right. My so. wife will be my Valentine. Well, coming? I'll be working. You'll be working. True, but is she is she <laughs> going to be coming to the to the show? To... She is. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's she there's is. a big thing coming up this weekend. Uh, Portland in love. Which uh, the Portland Symphony Orchestra is performing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is such a cool concert. It's it's going to sound amazing. We're going to be talking uh, with Norman t- and also Lyle Davinsky and the lovely Sarah Halle Richardson. Well, she's got such. I mean, Lyle's an amazing performer and he's unbelievable. But the PSO actually had a chance to work with Sarah and our right, lullaby, the Port- lullaby project. That's right. And oh. she just blew us away. And and I mean, Lyle mentioned something about this in Facebook, but her intonation is impeccable. I mean, she just has she's never off and clear, beautiful, and that's why you know she she works with Sarah. I'm talking about you. (laughs) I'm talking to you right now. I just there's just one of my favorite things is whenever she she, 
seems harmony for someone else, it's never a word. Because mm-hmm. it's just, it's always going to be yeah. perfect. And her voice, her mm-hmm. songwriting's absolutely brilliant. So yeah. it's going to be, uh, uh, we're going to dive into the event a little bit more. And they, they both just released new albums, yes. too. I mean, Sarah within released the past Phoenix, and then four Mile yep. released Uneven Floor. So, so it's, it's um, we'll be featuring some songs from that. I mean, it's, it's brand new arrangements. Um... By Scott Lee. By Scott Lee, a good friend of mine. Yeah, I, I got to meet Scott last last year because he premiered one of his pieces at Allstate. Yes. Um, and, and he's a fantastic composer. Um, great beard. He does, yeah. Does he still have it? I think so. Okay. Or a beardish beard. It's a good beard. He didn't have that in grad school. Oh. So that's a new so that's thing. a new thing. Yeah. Um, he's getting wiser. You went, to, you went to school with him? We went to grad school together nice. at Peabody, yep. Uh, down in Baltimore. You in were down in Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. That's right. yeah, that's right. I forgot you were down there. Yeah, he was in Baltimore for a while. A long time, yeah. yeah. Right. That yeah. is Pride of Baltimore, too, he sailed on. That is one of my favorite cities of all time. Hands it's great. It's the just Inner Harbor. Yeah, yeah, you try What's uh, Nacho Mamas? Is that? No, that's... Nacho Mamas, yeah, yeah. With uh, It's just in, it's on the, the the eastern end of town, right above Clinton Street, near... Um, oh, what's the park? I don't know, there's a there's a there's a, a big park out that way. Then there's this kind of uh, square of bars and Nacho Mamas is just there. There's a list of rules. 10 p.m. every night, Journey comes on the on the soundtrack. Um, they serve margaritas out of proper used hubcaps that they've kind of found on the streets. Oh, did you um, ever go there? No. Is mm-hmm. that yeah? Nacho Nacho Mamas, Mamas. Yes. or is it not? Joe Mamas. No, nacho Mamas. Nacho Mamas. But, but the double yeah. entendre is, is not is Nacho there. Mamas. Nacho exactly. Mamas. It's it's fantastic, Tex Max. Right. Um, That's great. Anyway, back to Portland rather than Baltimore. Baltimore's great. Everything it's going off in Portland this week. This back, is to fantastic. Back, back, back to Bach. Back to Bach. Back to Bach. We, we, and Bach. <laughs> yeah. This is gonna be. We realize now as we go on episode to episode that we just kind of gravitate towards B words. We don't even really realize that we're doing it half the time. That's all right. You should do a whole episode on just B words. Just try to talk in Bs. Episode three was the Bissell Brothers, Kate Beaver. And uh, 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 Beethoven, and there was there was a whole. What bunch. else was it? Berlioz to the episode. Uh, I forgot. Symphony Fent. No, that was. I can't remember. There was Jean Lapidi, and that argument. Oh, oh that's yeah. right. It was yeah. a T. That's right. Uh, anyway, good memory on that. Anyway, so we're back. So we have the concert coming up this weekend, but we're talking about love and it's Valentine's Day, um, and I think thematically, you know, one of the greatest love stories that goes back to Shakespeare and originally Romeo and Juliet, uh, and then musically. Uh, it's gone a whole bunch of different directions by different composers. Most that, current, that story, you mean the, that the story, the Romeo and Juliet story, story. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and, and you know, you know, based off Shakespeare's writings, and um, I think most recent, the one we we can compare it to it was West Side Story is the most current, which you just did in. Thailand. Thailand. Yeah. Right? So the West Side Story Suite. And you, or you were Thailand working with, what's the name of the youth orchestra it's there? It's the Princess Galiani Watana Youth Orchestra. That's good pronunciation, by the way. Oh, very good. Yeah. Did you get corrected a few times over before you got it right? Or? Yeah. No, not really. Not they either. just said this. It's spelled differently. So. so how long were you there working with that youth orchestra? I was there for about 10 days. And the program was Shostakovich Violin Concerto. And on the second half oh, was... Wow. Symphonic dances to West Side Story, right, which right. we all know that West Side Story is sort of a playoff of a modern day, a modern day twist. Romeo and Juliet. Exactly. Yes, you know these two gangs and girl yeah, and guy fall in love, love from each game, and, and yeah, and people die and stuff like that. So it's it's a great, great, great piece by Bernstein. Bernstein, yeah, good old Lenny, yeah. Lenny, Lenny Bernstein. <laughs> um, but uh, it's but you know the, this concept Romeo and Juliet. It is so. 
there are three of the major composers, which I think we featured maybe all three on this podcast at this point. I'm not sure. Must have, yeah. Um, we have Prokofiev, mm-hmm. we have Berlioz, mm-hmm. and we have Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky is the one we'll get to. Um, in a little bit, but that's one we all know the most. If you heard it, whether you know yeah. it or not, uh, you, yeah, you recognize the love. You don't know the name. You know you, the melody. You've heard it, and you, when we get there in a, in a bit, I, I think I want to start with the Prokofiev, and I think there's some. We're only going to put, put a little snippet because really, this this actually, the entire work is very long. But then there's the suite, which is about 25 minutes long. We're only going to play about six minutes, um, mm-hmm. and I don't want to dive into. It's the movement is the Montagues and the Capulet. Movement, the very one of the first ones, which are the two families, two families know, in the Roman Julia. Uh, most people Hopefully know the story, but we're yeah, educated it, enough to know this. Yeah, but if if you don't, there was uh, you know it takes place in uh, in Verona in Italy, written by Shakespeare, and uh, these are two um, wealthy yet kind of warring families, the Montagues and the Capulets. So. And, and I, I, you know, this first theme right here, very brass heavy, very low end, and very bass cellos uh, heavy. So I, you know, this we had the umpa sound and. And it's at that bum 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 bum, and a lot in the violins with that, but it's very weighty and it's very heavy. And I think this initial theme, and then it goes into the flute solo, which I I interpret as Juliet's theme. Yeah. Um, when you guys were just drawing the comparison a moment ago uh, before we started recording, too, it it sounds very almost Harry Potter esque, and the whole of John Williams again taking cues from classical composers. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I guess you know when when I hear it's something. Is awry, or it's it's creating kind of that. Nice. I don't know. nice. So you know, I you, you know you mentioned Hook earlier mm-hmm. before we started recording, and it has like if I thought Captain Hook's gonna walk out, you know, good old Dustin Hoffman yeah, as finest, yeah, yeah. walk it. It's that very similar sounding yeah, theme. It's very, it very much, and yep. you can tell where John Williams got his, his influence. Um, but this was you know 1935, right? Um, yeah. And actually, it, these three composers chose different ways of portraying this music. So uh, it's interesting to to hear. Uh, the, the, the takes the direction yeah. that these composers took on portraying the story. And what wasn't I think the Russian state ballet was just in town. Was it two weeks ago? Doing I think they were doing Romeo and Juliet. Oh, they might have. Been. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I, I think it was, so so sleep, was maybe it? Sleeping Beauty. Oh, was it? I'm right. not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, but you know, it is one of the the, the quintessential love stories, and it's it's you know you hear it, and it I think Prokofiev's to me sounds takes the longest to kind of. Understand what's yeah. what, or try to interpret mm-hmm. visually. Well, it's like storyline. You know, it's twentieth century, right. early twentieth, mid twentieth century kind of. That's where I started to get a little more out there, and yeah, and and he's it's it's post. You know, it's it's like post World War One. Yeah, and, exactly. And it, I think let's just we're going to play a little snippet of this just to mm-hmm. kind of give you these in, introduce you to these themes of yeah. this Romeo yeah. and Juliet um, concept, and then we'll coming later on with Tchaikovsky, which is something you'll recognize a lot more. But try to visualize whether it's whatever part of the storyline you want to interpret with this. And and who's who's, the main melody lines being carried by? Um, Well, you hear hear violent, and then later on you'll hear that flute solo. But there are lists for that, but very heavy, almost... You know, German, rushed a lot of tambourine and heavy low brass and tambourine. tambourine. The one one thing that I always think Prokofiev does a lot in his music, at least what I and hear, is that his writing for me sounds very mechanical. Okay. But okay. it's like it's yeah. There's like this like underlying machine quality like thing that's going on. So boom, 
Bones. Okay, I didn't think about that. Gears turning, yeah. His Fifth Symphony, all I mean, and and there's more music, but that's sort of like that. But listen, I'd say to the listeners, just listen to the contrast and the style between Prokofiev's sort of mechanical um, sense machine-like sense of writing mm-hmm. and then and then when we get to the Tchaikovsky it's very lyrical there's there yeah, is some very you know, very different structure to it but it's yeah. and, and Berlioz is, is just super emotional for Tchaikovsky and Berlioz yeah and Berlioz is just this big loud cacophonous sound yes. <laughs> I'm full of the words you were just hey just you're just throwing out, out some words tonight right. at least two of them just sitting Jeez. there with a thesaurus before we start in there. I'll come back and I'll have just a bunch <laughs> of random <laughs> words <laughs> <right>. <laughs> anyway on that note Prokofiev Prokofiev
Senor Prokofiev. That's right, he's Spanish now. <laughs> Actually, Sergei. Sergei Prokofiev. The, what, what is Russian romance like, really? When you've got Tchaikovsky, you've got Prokofiev, is it... I think it's... They all it, seem fairly miserable. It's... Well... Stalin... I, we've never been... Lenin... You know, it wasn't exactly happy Could times. Be, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, again, so that, you know, or coffee of Romeo and Juliet is, is a little more of the... I, like, I think mechanical is really a great way to talk mm-hmm. about it. And it's a whole different concept than what we're going to hear next after... Uh, but let's uh let's kind of go gravitate towards the beer side of things. We, we so we we went with um at the moment we want two different beers at the moment we 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 went down to the beer cellar mixed together or they oh I hope not that would be one heck of a one heck of a you guys are on ballast point yeah now we've we've been seeing this name a lot around the beer stores um, personally I've been steering clear of them because they they, they use a lot of fruit. Yeah. Um, but they. So the, you're not into fruity beers whatsoever. No, 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 not not always. In the winter time, I can do, them, and sometimes in the summer. But I just some a lot of people tend to overdo it with the flavors. So they tend to just kind of overpower. Mm-hmm. So I, I, as a rule, especially nowadays where they're just trying to pack. Uh, like Carla was saying this in the last episode, they're trying to pack so much both alcohol and flavor into something that you just end up getting walloped by the yeah. taste. So um, I was talking to the 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 guy. Um, um, at the beer cellar, which is at the a great store. place uh, in, they in, know in Portland. Stuff. Yeah. They're fantastic. They know their stuff, and uh, and they'll tell it to you like it is. Even your local beverage center w- will be stocking stuff from so much around the world. Yeah. And, and and people have realized that they need to have a, a Well, really I think what, what what's big about Ballast Point in Maine right now is that I think it's newly distributed here. Ballast Point, because it's, it's West Coast. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, I think, honestly, I think within the past year, it just started being able to be distributed in Maine. Uh, right. It's big out west, but now, you know, on the, on the east coast, or especially here in Maine, where we have growing breweries constantly, I think having something that's not from here also attracts a lot of attention. Then their yeah. their 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 brewery has uh, established itself as quite quite a craft brewery. You see, they're marketing everywhere, and uh, you guys are drinking the Ginger Big Eye. So it's a, it's an IPA uh, with with uh, just a metric ton load of um, ginger of ginger, fresh ginger. I. And again, we we always talked every single episode. You know, I grabbed it IPA. I yeah. I at the first few sips, really gingery. Now towards the bottom, it's it's very mm. I, very hoppy. Melody, so it's yeah. it didn't it's not even throughout. But um, that can be nice sometimes. Like Pumpkinhead, our, our very first episode the, with the pumpkin beer. Sometimes that was good you get, beer. It, it's fantastic. Although some, you get to like the end of the second one, and you're kind of over the whole pumpkin. Yeah. Beer. yeah, so, yeah. 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 But it's, that was great. And what, was, what, yeah. what else do you have going on over there? So um, uh, and then I went with the, well. For what what are you feeling? Uh, I you know I'm I'm not a huge fan of ginger. Yeah. But I I can't taste that much ginger. Okay. Like that spicy. Did like, you taste it like in the first or no? No. It just tasted like maybe because I'm not a huge fan of IPA and I can taste that the like for the hoppy flavor okay. a lot. The hop comes out. That more comes than out more. Than I will say like when the first like the ginger out you know outweighed it. But you know, I still got the, a little bit of that kick of the, of the hops. Um, but you know, it's it's it, it's a good beer. I mean, it's if you're you want to try something new. I mean, I don't know if I'll go back to it, but I think it's um, you know, if it's offered me, I definitely would drink it. I think if I was offered any beer, I would drink it. <laughs> Maybe not if it was free. <laughs> not yeah, you're not going to say no. Are you? It's and this is so it's it's seven percent ABV. I'm on one that's seven point two. It's um, I've got something from the main beer company, which I think we've. Talked about We've never times. featured, yeah. We've never featured uh, the main one, main, main beer, beer company, company. Down in Freeport. 
They've got you know really. I'm just oh, shit. <laughs> um, they are. Uh, I, I, this is the first time I've actually had their stuff. Oh um, man, dude! It's lunch is my favorite. Though. It's actually called lunch. I like dinner. Uh, no, they don't have that. Um, lunch and peeper are their two big ones. So this, well, th- this is this is a companion. This is I'm drinking a black ale. This is called Wheeze. Uh, it's a companion to uh, a, an ale of theirs called another one. Uh, but this is a this is a black. Is it called ale. another one? Yeah, it's called another one. That's awesome. Isn't it great? Really? Is in like that way you can just be like, oh, I have another one. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Aha, uh-huh, I, I like that. I always used to name my trivia team Drinks on the House so that whenever the trivia master called out for points, <laughs> he'd be like, and Drinks on the House, and we'd go, woo, Drinks on the House. Nice. And, uh, we also, like when Patrick Swayze died, we named our team No One Put Baby in a Coffin. Um, <laughs> Uh, this is this is yeah. I mean, you guys know me. I like my darker beers. This is this is kind of right in the middle. You could be. <laughs> um, They're showing their age now. I didn't get that at all. I'm just kidding. What the the Patrick? Dude, you're like nine. nine. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're, dirty dancing. We're gonna. We're What's gonna, that? No, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I was gonna say we're gonna have to have a movie now. It's just like Ghost. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you got a black ale here. And it is, you know, it's, it's, it's something I could even do on a cold night in summer. It's light enough, and it's really nice and roasty as well. Um, you can you give it, give a sip. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah, I'm gonna take, um, take a stab at this. And it's, it's got those coffee flavors a lot of people look for in a beer. Um, yeah, give, yeah, give it a sip. I love it. Says do what's right. Um, I'm personally a big fan of this. I would love to be able to go down to the main beer company at some point mm. in the future. This is actually like. Crisp, yeah, for yeah, and that's been out of the fridge for a little bit now as well. I so, actually like that yeah. a lot. And those of you listening at home, you know, Kevin doesn't like a lot of the dark I stuff. I don't. So, um, I yeah, at this point, I'm actually a big fan of this. I can say I think we we want to go down and uh, and start talking to these guys. Um, go down because because actually they're north of us. Oh right, uh, yeah. See, Geography. I'm, see, Norman, you're not the yeah, only yeah. one new to me. I know. I'm, I'm still learning, but I know Freeport is north. God damn. Um, <laughs> hey, so, so, uh, but uh, we, we're we gonna talk more about this concert, really, because because yeah, there, so. there's uh, on this on the topic of drinks, there is something very important linked to this concert. Yeah. Uh, so this we, Saturday, the thirteenth and the fourteenth, correct? Saturday night and Sunday afternoon. Those are the concert concerts. Days. Yeah. yeah. But However, the Symphony and Spirit, Symphony and Spirit is just Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. Friday the thirteenth. Saturday the thirteenth. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right, the 12th. And this math. one, this one is our biggest one. So we've been, we've, uh, the ticket prices are usually twenty bucks, but this is twenty five dollars because. And why is that? Because oh, I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> you you get a ticket to the PSO, which is nice, but you also get a drink, and that's pretty nice. Which is pretty nice. It's it's also so you know. That, that's that's a twenty five nice bucks for a ticket so and a drink. Why, why am I going to get that five bucks more? Why am I paying five, that five bucks, bucks more? more? So. After the concert, uh, which which features Lyle Davinsky and Sarah Halle Richardson, well, we are heading all heading over to the home, so the House of Portland House of Music, music and, and Events. Events, yes. And uh, Lyle and Model Airplane are doing sort of a after hours or between the sheets kind of set show. I like between the sheets. That, that was a Lyle. Uh, that That's was a Lyle. Perfect. Thing. So it's 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 sort of the same funk. Kind of uh, show, but stripped that, down without the without the orchestra backing. Well, them. yes, without the orchestra backing them, and sort of a little more intimate venue. And all Symphony and Spirits holders go to that after set. It's for, included in your. Price. It's included in the yeah. price. So for so, five bucks more, you get this whole after hours concert. Exactly, and 
tickets normally to the orchestra is $25 just for a ticket. So you so were getting, you're getting a ticket and another concert. Another and concert and a drink. And and back well, it up to the concert. I mean, this, I mean, the concert's great. And I think one thing I... Well, it does like what's going to happen. So it's it's not just originals from Lyle and Sarah, backed by the Portland Symphony Orchestra, but it's also going to include a lot of traditional love songs or or what? Well, it, a lot of so Lyle and I sort of worked worked on the set together. It's 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 got a lot of standards from the uh, from the genre. So it's like. It's Lamont Dozier, Stevie Wonder. We're doing. We're covering oh. for once in my life. Awesome. Um, Unforgettable, the duet with Nat King Cole and his daughter. Nice. And uh, Lyle and Sarah will be singing that together. Oh my gosh. With the full orchestra behind them. Um, then also, I'm I'm actually really excited about this one because I'm interested to hear how Lyle does it. It's it's I will always love you, Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. I was oh, just gonna. Ask that's that. gonna be amazing. We're doing. We're gonna finish the concert with "Ain't No Mountain High Enough." Oh. I mean, it's 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 so good. And then and my concept is we're gonna have these people here who don't normally come to the concert. So I also wanted to show off the orchestra. Yeah. And so it's not a typical pops thing where it's just pops. It's actually going back to like the Arthur Fiedler days of. And what they do now, but with Boston Pops, is they play sort of an orchestral set mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. classics, and then they move into like the pops okay. thing. Right. So you're gonna get Carmen Sweet, you know, great tambourine part in that one as well. And then this might be a good segue: is the second half we're opening, we're opening the second half with Tchaikovsky's Romeo and Juliet, and perfect. That's great. Yeah, and it's. This is the part, this is what we know the most. And I, I've played this multiple times, and this is mm-hmm. such a fun, fun, the fantasy, or if you want to call it the overture. Yep, the and, overture, fantasy. Um, whatever, you, but how you want to identify it. But there's, this is such a descriptive piece. I think you mm-hmm. can hear and, and understand what's happening. Yeah. Um, it goes like this. As a string player, my favorite part was that we had these crazy string runs throughout and accented by the brass percussion doing these heavy hits and it just basically sounded like a giant fight scene. Right. And, you know, this is this is about a 20, 22 minute work, depending on what tempo you take it. We are doing, we're starting at rehearsal G, letter G. Of course. So we're going to skip the introduction. But we are actually as well in here. We're going to do the same thing. Nice. So nice. There we go. So the, basically, we'll get the the whole exposition that's in musical terms. So this piece is, is composed in like a sonata form type thing. And what that means, and I don't know if we've talked about this. In, no, we haven't talked the about first. sonata form. No, so no. basically what that means is there there's like there's like an A section, which is the the fight stuff that Kevin was talking about. It's... Um, Boom, 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 and and then the, it moves into the B section, which is actually the love theme. And what happens is is basically you hear in this piece, uh, you hear the A section and the B section happen twice. Mm. So A section, B section, then it goes back into that same uh, sort of fight scene. A little more yep. tension, and then when the B section comes back, is where it gets extremely romantic, yep. where the strings sort yep. of yeah, it goes up, and and as the music is 
If you're listening to the music, just imagine the three of us starting at one end of the room, and then we run towards each other and finally embrace. Slow motion. <laughs> slow motion. Slow motion. <laughs> I think there should be a field involved. Yeah, exactly. Now, actually, that's, the, that's the typical, I mean, that's just, this is what people associate. But they never, people never hear it other than in pop culture. Pop, exactly. But they don't even hear the whole thing. They just hear just that theme. Exactly. And exactly. that's, and that's there. so my, actually, my favorite part of this is the second time that A theme comes back, bum, ba, da, 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 mm. and the brass is bum, bum, yeah. bum, 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 It's so yeah. intense. And then at the end, the death, Yes. You had this great little timpani ostinato over and basically this mm-hmm. repeating line, this timpani line, just and it just slowly gets softer, softer. Yeah, and, and, and you hear this soaring viola and cello line. That's they're basically wait, wait, the they're playing the, get a yeah. line. Listen, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the, and wow. then and then they're playing. They play the B theme, the the love theme, but it's it's augmented, so you could definitely tell that it's like bum 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 bum. So it's it's definitely like the heart beating, and you can tell that who takes the poison first, Romeo. Yeah. Spoil uh, alert, Juliet. Spoil alert. Yeah, because no, well, Juliet well, takes the poison. Romeo sees her dead. No, one of them because ha- kills himself, and then Juliet wakes, wakes up. up yes, yeah, she then, wakes oh, up. Oh, that's right. And then she takes the poison. she takes the poison. Yeah. So so Hashtag awkward. Yeah, that's like, that's that yeah. sucks. That's it's not a love story anymore. Whoa! Can there be an upstage? Wow! 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 So. Um, but you can you can you can hear in the music that you you can literally just use your imagination, and then the the love theme comes back, but augmented something is wrong, obviously, and then there's this chorale that happens. Mm-hmm. So it's it's basically like when people die, in the Catholic times, you you would say a prayer immediately, mm-hmm. and sort of the woodwinds are playing homage to to them dying, mm-hmm. and then it ends in a big. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. It's nice. very strong ending. Um, Which is kind of Tchaikovsky all over, isn't it? He he has mm-hmm. when, when he when he wants to drop the drop the mic, he does. As he, he does. does. Yes. He had a mic. Um, you know, I I think actually drops you know, the pen. So you, clearly, we are much more well versed on Tchaikovsky's Romeo and Juliet than Prokofiev's. But I also love it a lot more. Yeah. Prokofiev yeah. is uh, really a cool cool piece, but. Uh, uh, the Tchaikovsky one is just very mm-hmm. quintessential and right, right. an important piece in the orchestral literature. It's one of your it's one of your basics, your standard reps. Well, and and again, as as so many pieces that we've brought up, it's one of those pieces that you, whether you listen to classical music or not, you've heard it before. Exactly, you've definitely heard it before, yeah. and now you can finally put that name to to the piece. Yeah, exactly, uh, and which is what I think is cool about this podcast is that you guys really pick good good rep that it sort of brings to light. It's like, oh, that's that's what the name of that piece is, yeah. you know? It's like, oh, I didn't know that. Um, I think before we dive into this, though, because I think we're going to wrap things up with Norman. Um, yes. Loved it. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. But Norman, <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, oh, and, yeah. And it's great to have you back yeah. on. We yeah, missed yeah, it. Yeah, it was, it was, it was great to have you, me on here. Well, I mean, Kevin's seen you since Halloween, but I haven't, I've, I've missed the last year's Symphony and Spirits. So. Actually, I don't know if I've seen you since the Symphony and Spirits event. No, I don't think so. Oh, yeah. It's good oh. to see you again. It's good to see you. And, and if you know people want to learn more about you, they can check out normanwindconductor.com. That's right. right. That's Quinn, right. Quinn, H-U-Y-N-H. H-U-Y-N-H. And if you want to see just very dashing photos of Norman, 
uh, leading an orchestra. That is that is. Oh, nice my favorite! If you didn't see this on, and they are dashing. Uh, when you when you were in Thailand, they actually made a life size cardboard cutout of you. Yes, that was very fun. That's rare and strange. Strange. But I took a selfie with myself. Good. That's literally a selfie, right? <laughs> there. Yes. That's a band. It was kind of bizarre to have a, a cutout poster of yourself. Is that a mini? And it'd be taller than you. Ooh, yes. Oh. But it was kind of nice. I was like. Norman, you look good I look tall. Good, I look good. <laughs> I, look t- I look good tall. I grew to really tall. access the jawline. That's right. Um, <laughs> so before we dive into Tchaikovsky uh, and Romeo and Juliet, let's give a, a cheers, to Norman. Cheers. And-